Yo, people, what's going on? We're back on Off the Tee with TJ Scott. And yeah, I'm back with uh, my man Andy. Uh, you know, last episode we talked about, you know, the build up to the community shield. We talked about our preseason matches. Um, and he's dripped out today. He's repping, uh, you know, Vietnam, where he's from. Sick kit, bro. Um, but yeah, I think, honestly, I don't have any more to talk about the community shield in terms of introductions. So, um, yeah, we'll get started with the community shield. It was, um, the battle of the treble winners versus second place. Um, and I'll be honest, I think in terms of how it went, it was very, it was a very good game, very tactical game. I thought it was, um, in terms of like strength of lineups, obviously Arsenal, they were missing Jesus. Um, and we were messing around. I wouldn't say messing, messing around, but we didn't have, you know, Ederson starting. We also didn't have Ake playing as well. Um, Vardiol, he wasn't even in the squad. Kevin DeBrenner was on the bench. But, I mean, I'm not even trying to make excuses. But, once again, it's a community shield game. Um, but, yeah, the first half, I mean, I don't know if you agree, Andy, but I thought it was very timid. I thought Arsenal, they set up a little bit deeper than what I expected at first. Um, I think they're just trying to see how City were going to attack how they're going to break them down. Um, but I also thought that Arsenal were very dangerous in the first half as well. I think you guys should have had maybe a goal, uh, especially with Havertz. But, I mean, I guess I'll stop there. But what were your thoughts on the first half? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say, like, the game um, was definitely, like, really leveled. Um, I feel like Arsenal had, like, the more dangerous chances that, uh, throughout the match. Um, obviously, like, you know, Every time we play against City, um, you know, we definitely change up our tactics. Arteta knows that, like, if he goes up against Pepe Guardiola, you know, Guardiola's got to play that same system where he's just going to hold the ball the entire game and, you know, try to frustrate Arsenal. Um, there's, like, a few moments in the game where, like, um, you know, we were definitely frustrated with, like, all the possession that City had. But, you know, we had, we were composed. We had definitely had a lot of, uh, um, you know, time to, you know, make our chances, count, uh, you know, counter chances and um i feel like by like you know the end i feel like you know i think arteta can you know, take good things away from that match um obviously you know havertz playing up top as a our false nine definitely should have scored at least two goals um you know but you know it, it's obviously like you know his first kind of competitive game for arsenal right. um and you know we're not playing to play him up top as like a false nine but you know going to the season I feel like he should, you know, try to get comfortable in that position with, with Jay-Z's coming, uh, you know, Jay-Z's out. Um, but yeah, overall, the game was pretty good. I felt like Arsenal had the more dangerous chances. Um, and, you know, given City's, you know, squad death right now, uh, with De Bruyne, you know, just coming back from injury, some players, you know, um, that are missing out the match. And obviously, Arsenal's fully squad, uh, a full squad into the game. So, overall, I feel like I felt like it was, it was good. Um, really entertaining game. Um, you know, key takeaways, you know, Ramsdale coming in clutch during the, the penalty saves. Right. Um, obviously that's all because of like all of our penalty shootouts we did, you know, during preseason definitely worked out in the end. And, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that win. Um, going to the season, I think we're going to be, uh, we're going to be fine. And I, I mean, I'm not going to bring this up cause I think Twitter is a very, very small, uh, you know, I guess portion of the whole Arsenal fan base, right? 
But I mean, I was reading online. People were saying like, I'm and I'm not, I'm not even sure, like going like, to troll. I think people are saying like, oh, this was like a mentality shift. This was like you know a big uh, big win going into the season, that sort of thing. Um, which I understand. But I mean, what were your thoughts on that? You see, like, if we were going to the match, or if like at the end of the game, like City beats us like three zero, it will be like, oh, same old Arsenal. They're never gonna be City. They're never gonna be on top. And you know. You switch that around, Arsenal win, like, oh, it's just a preseason game, you know. It's, it's, it doesn't mean nothing, but for, like, Arsenal fans, it does mean something, though. We have probably lost, like, every single game, like, the past, like, five years against City. Obviously, that means a lot for, like, you know, Arsenal and, like, the whole, the club itself, because right now, like, our main rivals, you know, after last season, like, Man City, um, and, like, I'm sure, like, every other club, like, in the world and, like, the Premier League, they're thinking of, like, you know, toppling City, you know, getting a better advantage over City, because, you know, Pep Guardiola is, like, a villain in, you know, soccer, <laughs> and he, he, like, his tactics, no matter who you play, will be, um, you know, they're, they're gonna be, like, the best team, um, like, in the world, and, like, again, like, teams are, want to, like, you know, be better than them, but it's gonna take a lot, and, you know, to see, like, Arsenal, not, not, like, out strategize Man City, but you know, to at least get like a win away from that game. Um it's definitely gonna mean a lot for like the players uh going into the season. They'll definitely have a lot of belief into, you know, winning some uh, you know, titles, uh, you know, going far in the Champions League and yeah, stuff like that. Um the one thing that uh I was very, very frustrated with and I don't think it's me hating on, you know, my player. I just think it was just how Arsenal set up and how you guys neutralized them. Um, ben White. I thought Ben White, how he handled Grealish. It was like it was like watching Von Basaga versus Sterling back in the day, you know, like he wasn't getting nowhere, bro. Like literally every time Grealish tried to get past him, like Ben White had him in clamps, bro. Like it was it was easy. But also I can say the same thing with Martinelli and also with Saka as well. I thought Akanji did a really good job with uh, with Saka on the right, and I also thought that Kyle Walker did a good job with Martinelli on the left. But um, I think the defensive stability, I think that's the one thing that going into this season, um, I don't think any team can really topple that. Especially, I mean, I think it's, once again, it's going to be a two-horse race. I don't see Liverpool... Um, you know, having the def- uh, defensive stability as as an Arsenal, let alone City, um, and I also think as well Arsenal can do a lot more with their def- with their defense, right? Because like you said with uh, last epi- uh, last episode with uh, Timber, he can play on the left, but he's naturally a right footed player. He's a right sided player, and he can play in that right uh, center back position as well. Um, Gabriel, I'm expecting him to be very very good this year. Um, very, like much improved from last season. Um, and he showed also his quality, uh, same with Saliba, um, you know, holding Holland to, you know, zero XG, but I also heard that Holland picked up on like a knock in training. But once again, that's, that's once again, I'm not trying to make excuses. Um, you know, but I just think in terms of going into the season, I think this honestly, you know, bias aside, this is a really good uh, showing from Arsenal because, you know, obviously it was from a deflected goal from Trossard off of a Kanji, you know, into the back of the net. But like you said, you know, Ramsdale, he was getting a lot of stick for, you know, not diving the right way, you know, not being good at pens, that sort of thing. And then guess what? He saves Rodri's pen, right? Um, and obviously, De Bruyne hit the crossbar. But 
yeah, I mean, honestly, I think in terms of, I mean, obviously it's one game, and I'm not trying to get too ahead of the season because, once again, Arsenal can mess around and win it. Arsenal can mess around and do the same thing like last year, you know, bottle it. Same with Man City, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a transition year in, in, in ways. Um, and I just think it's going to be interesting to see how, I guess, these two, like, I guess both of our teams, how we just go and battle it out over the course of over the course of the 38 games. Um, so, yeah, I guess we can wrap it up there. Um, who was your man of the match? Uh, Timber. Easy. Okay. Um, I think that man is a gem of a signing. How we got him for 40 mil, he, that match itself easily made him like a 100 mil player. He has so much, like, he can play left back, he can play right back, he can play center back. He can basically basically play anywhere on the pitch, and he'll put in a good performance. Right. Um, I think, you know, preseason itself was really, he was amazing. And against against City, you know, he, um, I'm not sure who was facing on the other side. Who's um, starting on your right? Oh, yeah, Bernardo Silva. Yeah, Bar- um, it was Bernardo, yep. Yeah, he definitely clamped him up. I didn't see Bernardo that whole entire game. Um, but yeah, you know, he was fantastic and you already know he's going to be an important part of the player. Cause once we took him off, um, Tierney made a mistake immediately. Cole Palmer school, uh, scores a banger. Right. Um, so, you know, I think that shows itself that Timber is going to be a very important player and, you know, throughout the whole entire match, he was, he was amazing. Um, I think the Arsenal attackers were, um, pretty trash. Other than, mm-hmm. Like Havers is really good at hold up play, but you know, his finish, that finishing, you know, let him down a bit. But yeah, Timber for me. Um, I think overall, for well, I mean, overall, I think Timber was the man of the match. I agree. Um, but I guess going into, I guess who I think for Man City was the best player. Um, I think it's between Cole Palmer coming off the bench and doing what he did, and honestly, Phil Foden. Um, I was kind of frustrated when he wasn't on uh, in the starting eleven because once again I, I like Phil Foden. I think he's a really good player, um, and I think he's getting like hard done, bro. I think he's getting disrespected by uh, by you know Pep Guardiola. But uh, look, I'm not gonna get into that. Um, it's gonna it's gonna end so bad. I know. I, I, I'm uh, I can just see it right now, bro. Like uh, it's gonna be annoying to see him in another in another shirt, bro. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully I'm wrong. And hopefully these new rumors are popping up. It doesn't affect his playing time. But, um, yeah, I, I think those two, as soon as they uh, come out and came onto the pitch, like, they just turned the whole thing around. Like, Foden was dropping deep into space, you know, driving, you know, carrying the ball from, like, you know, the middle third into the final third, which led to, obviously, the goal. Um, and honestly, I think Tierney did okay. It was just the Bruyne, once again, being in the right place at the right time, heading it back to Cole Palmer. And I also think Tierney didn't know anything about Cole Palmer at all because I think he saw – because I think Kyle Walker was making an overlapping run, right? Yeah. And we know that Kyle Walker cannot cross the ball for his life. Yeah. I mean, I can look – I mean, I can count, I think, on one hand how many assists that he's, that he's had in the past, like, six seasons, you know? Yeah. But he definitely cheated the overlapping pass. Cole Palmer, obviously left-footed player. Uh, he cuts it into his left foot and obviously wraps it in uh, far post. But – um, yeah, for me, it was those two for sure. Um, and yeah, Arsenal, they go and win the community shield. Um, I think, was it the second time in, in three seasons or, or four seasons? Uh, yeah. We beat Liverpool in one of them. Right. right after Arteta won the uh, FA Cup. 
Right. Um, I think, which is weird because Aubameyang scored that game. He scored like a similar goal to uh, Cole Palmer. Yeah. Um, I remember. I remember watching. It was really, it was really sweet. But I, we, yeah, we won that game. Oh no, it, was, it went to penalties. One one. And yep. we won penalties. Yeah. So yeah, I guess history repeats itself. Um, but hopefully, you know, I guess for your sake, not necessarily mine. You know the the cup shield or or the plate shield, bro, or the plate uh curse. I keep saying the shield. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying that, but like, yeah, the shield curse. Um, hopefully it doesn't bite you guys this year, but because I want to see competitive soccer, you know. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just going into you know the new weekend. It's the first uh first game game week of the season. Um, Man City they kick off the season on Friday, going to Turf Moor. But this time, it's not the good old Turf more of old, you know? No more Sa- uh, Sean Dyche, uh, Haram Ball, 4-4-2, sitting back, making everything look, like, you know, rainy and cloudy and, you hey, know, man, they, still, they still got Weghorst. <laughs> oh, God. And I forgot about that as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, so Vincent Company, he's the leader there. And, honestly, last year, he was playing some good good footy with um. Um, I thought his tactics were very free-flowing. I think the players that he brought in were very, very good, underrated. A lot of them coming from uh, Belgium uh, in that league. But I think the signings that they made, uh, they just got uh, Sander Berg from Sheffield United, and that's a whole different story, and we can get into that later, you know, when we do our table predictions. But, um, you know, I'm expecting it to be a hard game. Obviously, you know, Burnley, they want to start the season off well. And usually the first game of the season is the most prepared game of the season for, like, you know, these newly promoted teams because they know who they're facing off the rip. Um, and the fact that we're going away and we didn't really have that uh, that deep of a preseason, um, honestly, I'm, I'm expecting them to win. But I'm also wouldn't be surprised if we came out with, like, a draw or if we came out with a loss, you know. Um, and I, I'm not going to overreact if we do lose. You know, obviously, I want to win every game that you know City play, but you know, just keeping reality. Uh, I guess keeping in touch with reality. Like, there's a possibility that we lose, and uh, and I know there's been mad people on social media uh, on the city end saying like, "Oh, like we're gonna beat them five zero six zero. Like, they don't know who we're playing against. Like, we're literally playing against our club, our former club captain. Like, and this guy is a mentality monster. Like, this dude's insane. Like. I wouldn't say he's Pep 2.0. That's our. I think that's Arteta all day, but I think he's Pep 3.0 in a different aspect. I think he he's a very driven guy. He he expects the most out of his players, and I don't think they'll try. I don't think they'll let him down, especially with you know with City coming on. You know, beginning of the season, everyone knows how they are. Um, going into the season, they start off slow, and then as soon as the games start picking up around, like you know the. the I guess the winter period, like December into January, that's when they start going on to onto these crazy runs. So, yeah, I guess going into that game, I'm expecting a three-one. I think Burnley's going to get a goal. Um, honestly, I'll probably off like a like a set piece or something, bro. Uh, and I think Veghorst is honestly going to score um, because I think company's going to expect a physical game, especially with who we're going to play. Um, I think. The lineup's going to be Ederson uh, in goal. I think Vardiol is going to get his debut. Um, if not Vardiol, it's going to be Ake, one of those two. So let's say, just for, for argument's sake, let's say Ake. So Ake is going to start on the left. 
um, Ruben Diaz in the middle, and Kyle Walker on the right. And he honestly just signed our rumored to be signing a new deal with Man City. So yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's honestly that's a crazy saga. But yeah, I expect Kyle Walker to start. Um, in the middle, I expect it to be John Stones with, with Rodri. Um, I'm expecting Kovacic to start. I'm expecting Bernardo's. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting Bernardo to start again. Um, and hopefully, you know, I said it last episode, but I want to see Cole Palmer start on the right. I want to see Grealish start on the left. Then obviously, I want to see Holland start up top. Um, and hopefully, you know, with that lineup, that should do it. But we've seen crazier things in, in, in the Premier League. So, um, yeah. yeah, I guess that's my rundown of the game, uh, the first game of the season for, for Man City. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Arsenal, they're going up against the guy they literally just sold. <laughs> Matt Turner. <laughs> Crazy. It's a dog fight out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to miss that dude. I actually loved Matt Turner. Um, he was a baller. He was a great backup goalkeeper. He, had, he, was, he was a really good, like, uh, you know, person around the dressing room. Right. Uh, good mentality. Um, and, you know, whenever he played, like, he was always, like, you know, a decent keeper. Um, but, yeah, you know, it sucks to see him leave, obviously. Um, new boy coming in, Raya. Um, but before I go into the, um, you know, the preview, I little orange team Bomba just dropped. No way. Southampton received a, uh, an offer for Labia from Chelsea. Chelsea? <laughs> Four, 48 mil. <laughs> Whoa! That, that, Whoa. Right, I'm gonna have to, if that happens, I'm going to have to move Liverpool down. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah, see, this is why we can't be doing predictions before the first game of the week. Like, it makes no sense. Nah, yeah, this, that, that is crazy. <laughs> so... So they said, you know what? Forget about Conceito. Yeah. Let's go get Lavia. No, nah, yeah. I listen, Conceito. I don't know how much he's worth in Brian's eyes. Probably like around like hundred million, but he's definitely not worth that much. I think you know Lavia and Conceito. They're like you know several players, but like different teams. Um, obviously Lavia was in Southampton, and you know they sucked, but Lavia was obviously the the shining star in that team. Right. You know, Conceito was obviously in the Brian team. were like excelling like crazy. So, you know, to see Chelsea go for Lavia, um, I'm not really surprised. Um, and, you know, I said right before we started, uh, I, I don't see, like, there's, like, no other team going in for Lavia. You know, Chelsea already submitted a bid. Um, right. I think, I think, um, I think still at the end, I think Liverpool's going to end up going and, like, getting Lavia. But that definitely adds a lot of fuel to uh, the drama. Um, but, yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, we're facing Matt Turner and Nottingham. Um, obviously at the end of last season, um, we lost one nil against them away. Um, to wherever, wherever their stadium is. Um, obviously that match was horrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I had to shut off my match like halfway through the second half because I I could not be watching that Arsenal team play. Um, but obviously <laughs> right now, uh, it's a different Arsenal team. Obviously last, uh, some or last season. Uh, we faced Nottingham at home. We won five nil, and that was when Nelson came off the bench, scored two goals. Um, I'm expecting a similar performance from the Arsenal team. Obviously, we're, we're fully stacked. We just beat Man City. We're high on confidence, and we're home against Nottingham. And you know, I think we're playing. 
well in like uk time i think it's like early in the day and obviously when arsenal play early in the day we usually win right um <laughs> so i'm i'm hoping for a really big win i'm thinking uh the score lines could be like four nil um i feel like saka is gonna get two i think saka's got a brilliant start to the season um and then um i have martinelli scoring and then also you know since jesus is missing out and havers could be starting up top i think havers gonna score one goal um definitely because i just i feel like a lot of like you know people at Arsenal want him to have like um higher confidence going into the season so i have him scoring um but yeah i think it's gonna be an easy 4-0 win um nothing crazy um i don't think matt turner's gonna be playing um for them like immediately off the bat um obviously they want to go in with like a more comfortable keeper they're playing with Mm -hmm. um but yeah who knows um but for me it's gonna be smooth sailing Uh, i think it's gonna be the similar lineup i think it's literally gonna be the same lineup with um against city um you know ramsey on goal timber saliba gabriel white same back line and then obviously i think you know since jesus is missing out and havers is not gonna be playing you know that name that same like number eight position it's gonna be Partey and uh rice and odegaard playing in the midfield again Mm-hmm. Um and you know Saka, Martinelli, and Havertz. Um, but who knows? Arteta may start Trossard up top because you know he did score the big goal at the end of the game. But you know, I think Havertz starting that Community Shield match really shows like. Um, but yeah, a uh, simple victory. I don't think it's gonna be anything crazy, other than okay. just a four nil scoreline. Right. Um. Yeah. So I guess that does it for uh. I guess game week one. Who we think our respective clubs are gonna do. Um, and we're both expecting wins. So, um, yeah, let's hope, honestly, once, like I said before, you know, competitive season. Hopefully it gets off to the right start. If not, it's going to be crazy, as it usually does. But, um, yeah, so I guess we can go into um, our table. or Yeah, let's go into our table predictions. Should we go from, like, bottom to top? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um. All right, you want to start with your uh, bottom three? Yeah, let's do it. So I've been messing around with this for a while, but I think this is officially the official bottom three, especially with the events that have occurred over the past 48 hours. Um, Sitting at the bottom of the league, um, yeah, I think Sheffield United, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams ever grace Supreme, bro. And I'm looking, I'm looking at their attack. I'm like, look, they sold Njai. Right, they just got rid of Berg. Who who do they have up top? Like, oh, uh, what's the name? McBurn or McBurney? Is that his name? I'm not glad I don't really know <laughs> about their team, bro. Like, they look like from the past two years because they qualified for uh for Europe like a like a few years ago, maybe like three years ago. I think they got like eighth or seventh. Did they? Or they, oh, they were wait. close. Yeah, they were, they were like top mid like in the top half at one point. I do remember and that. Then, and then they, they just dropped off. Yeah, they did. Um, Yeah, I just think in terms of, like, I mean, they're only, I mean, not only signing, but their their most marquee signing is Austin Trusty. And let's be honest, like, I'm not saying he's not good, but he's not Premier Austin League Trusty. ready yet. Austin Trusty's not the worst, but I mean... <laughs> Like I mean, on, if we like, sold him in comparison and not holding, I think that's, that's that speaks a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So I have Sheffield going at twentieth, nineteenth. Um, Unfortunately, I, I've came to my senses. 
and I'm following Vegas on this as well. Luton Town, Kenilworth uh, Road, they're going to go right back to to the championship with their grandma and grandpa in their houses right next to the ground. Um, yeah, I just think in terms, I mean, they just got Ross Barkley on the free, and I think they've done okay business, but I don't think it's good enough for um, for staying up, especially with the teams that they're going to be competing against around, you know, that area. So, um, yeah, I have... Luton Town in 19th, and then 18th, bye-bye Wolverhampton Wonders. Ooh. Bye-bye Wolves. I just think there's so much going on with that team. You know, like, I don't even know. If, is Diego Costa still on that team? I think so. Okay. So, they have a 35, 36-year-old Costa who's going to be leading the line because they just sold Raul Jimenez um, to Fulham. Um, they just got rid of their manager, uh, Julian uh, Lopetegui. I keep getting his name wrong all uh, the time. Lopetegui. 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 There you go. But they brought um, in they brought in Gary O'Neill. Do you rate him? Um, from what I know, he 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 was at Bournemouth at one point. And he got like unfairly mm-hmm. sacked. Um, I think that's gonna be fuel to for him, you know, to get payback. But anyways, continue. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess there's nothing else to say. I mean, those th- that's gonna be my bottom three: um, Sheffield, Luton, and Wolves. So, um, yeah. But what's your bottom three? So just... for me, um, bottom two we have the same as Sheffield at the bottom. Um, I just seen nothing, ain't like nothing, like good from them so far this window. And you know, they obviously finished second in the, champ- the championship and got automatic promotion, but. Like from my from my know from my used to watch Sheffield when they were in the prem they were just like you know they were just there. Um, I don't see anything like unique about that team. <laughs> so NPCFC, bro, that's what I call them. Ex- exactly. Um, <laughs> but obviously I have Luna nineteenth. Obviously I have them ahead of Sheffield because um, I think their home games are going to be nightmares for every single team in the prem. Um, I feel like they're gonna scrap a couple of points from there. But obviously when they play away, I'm, they're just gonna get thrashed. Um, but so yeah, Luton and nineteenth, eighteenth. I've gone for Nottingham. Ooh. Um, see, in my opinion, you know, last season, obviously when they first came up, they just bought like a bunch of bunch of players, a bunch of finished players, to be honest. <laughs> um, bunch of like rejects from like Atletico stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, obviously that adds quality to the team, but there's like no chemistry when you have a bunch of finished players in one team. Um, and you know, those finished players are just going to be, they're just going to get even worse. And, and yeah, you know, obviously Nottingham almost got relegated last season. If we weren't for Arsenal, just absolutely being absolute garbage. (laughs) Right. Um, and my opinion, like Nottingham should have been relegated like, uh, last season, but you know, well, the the relegation battle last season was crazy. Um, yeah, but I feel like they're gonna go back down now. Um, I don't know if they signed any unique players. I don't know if you heard what they signed, but um, let me check right now. So I I know they got Alanga from uh yeah from Manchester Alanga. United. That's like the only um, big sign I know. But obviously he's just he, I think he's too young to be like leading the line for them. So that's just so that's your bottom three. Yep. All right, so. Honestly, I, I kind of rate it. I, I like Nottingham Forest because I know a lot of teams they don't have them, uh, they don't have them at all, nowhere near that table. And I'll be honest, I don't as well. But 
I mean, once again, you've seen crazier things like Leicester City. Once again, they got relegated last year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see. So, um, I guess what? So, how you want to do this? So, you want to just do the full mid table? Um, or do you want to do it by threes? We'll do it by threes until we get to like the top six, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, that's cool. I'm not too sure. Three. Uh, three. Wait, hold on. Yeah, until we reach like the top eight, I feel like the, the top eight will be uh very unique. Um, but yeah, let's keep going by threes for now. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so in seventeenth, I have AFC Bournemouth. Um, okay. I just think they're gonna struggle this year, especially with they have uh with having Don uh, Dominic uh, Solanke. I mean, I watched him in the in the running of the season, and he can't score. You know, even if the ball was gifted to him on like the one yard line, bro. Like, he's one of the worst strikers in the Prem. I think he's very overrated. Even at Liverpool, I never rated him. Um, but I think they're gonna barely scrap it just because of the signings that they made. I know they just hijacked a bid, um, hijacked a deal with uh, Max Aaron's from Leeds, and I think he's a pretty good right back. Um. And obviously, with how the Premier League is set up in in today's uh, in today's uh, world, having those wings uh, secured that's going to be the key. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm expecting them to get uh, to barely barely survive. Um, same with this next team that I'm going to have in 16th, which is unfortunately Everton. Um, I wish they could get relegated. Once again, I hate their manager. I think he's a dinosaur. I think he's the epitome of English football. Um, Fans suck. Their stadium yeah. sucks. Bro, it's just toxic FC, bro. Like, <laughs> I hate that club, bro. And I just hate the way that they play, the way that they treat their players. I just, I, I just overall the ownership, everybody, just oh my goodness, just just go back down, bro. And I hope they go in debt. If this, if it does happen, thank you. But look, I, I I just came to my senses here. I think that they're going to be in sixteenth, um, and then in fifteenth I have uh, I have actually Nottingham Forest in fifteenth. Um, yeah, I just think in terms of who they have, um, I, I like Steve Cooper as a manager, um, and I also think they have a lot more of a team chemistry versus how they had uh, players last year, like, um. I mean, Felipe, he's 34. Um, but I also like the signing that they made with uh, Ola Aina, um, former Chelsea player. He's a right back. Um, he's on loan from Torino. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a really underrated player. Um, yeah, and, I, and I think um, also Morgan Gibbs-White, I also like him as well. Brendan Johnson. Uh, yeah, I think they're both players. I think they're both guys who could definitely – Put in a shift, and I also like um, Taibo Awanyi uh, from uh, from Liverpool. The, I think he was in Liverpool Academy. The Nigerian um, striker, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we will see as well, but I think they have just enough to, uh, you know, to I guess survive in the Prem. So my next three, right? Um, I think seventeenth. Um, same team that finished seventeenth this year at Everton. Um, again, I wish they were to fall down, man. 
I was praying for them to get relegated last season. And for them just to, you know, scrap that, I was so pissed. Um, obviously, Ducor is a big player for them. Um, but I think the only reason why they're staying up is because that big sign of Dan Juma. Um, I think he's a baller. Um, I don't think Tottenham utilized him, like, really well. But obviously, when he was at uh, Villarreal, um, he was a great player. And obviously, um, Everton securing that signing is just going to be, you know, it's going to help him out a lot with, like, their attack. Obviously, their attacking output, like, sucks. Um, they don't really have like any good strikers. And obviously, Dan Juma can play like you know that whole across the whole entire front line. Um, and so you know, I think he's gonna be like single-handedly carrying Everton the whole entire season, uh, which sucks because I really just want Everton to fall down. Um, <laughs> but you know, anyways, next I have Wolves. I think they have too much quality to be going down. Um, you mm. know, in terms of like their midfield, obviously they have Mateus Nunez. Um, I'm not sure if he, he, he's still there, right? <laughs> Let me see, because I know there's been an influx of movement at that club, bro. And um, let's see, let me go to the Wolves on transfer market real quick. Yeah, I'm on the same. I'm on the same site. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still have them. Yep. Um, yeah. Obviously, like they have, they have quality in their team. I don't think you know, they have like. Yeah, obviously, like, their manager might suck. Their coach tactics might suck. <clears throat> but obviously, like, you know, um, they have Mateus Nunez. Obviously, they have Pedro Neto. Hopefully, he doesn't get injured. I like him as a player. Um, they, uh, they just brought in, um, well, they finally signed Mateus Cunha, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, they brought back Doherty? What the heck? Yeah, they did. <laughs> They brought him back on a, I think, on a free. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like they they still have quality, you know, in their team. Obviously, that Portuguese core is just gonna be helping them, um, stay up. Obviously, I think there's just worse teams out there. Um, but I think they're just gonna scrap it or escape it. Um. Next, I have Crystal Palace. Um. Hmm. I you know like normally they'll finish like 14th, 13th every season, and you know you don't see them anywhere above that or below that. Um, but have them you know in that same position again. But obviously, the loss of Zaha is a big deal. Um, you know he's again he's carrying Crystal Palace, but you know they have the expert manager and staying up from the prem in the Premier League. Um, I forgot what his name was. Roy Hodgson, right? Yep, Rohajan, yep. Yeah, obviously, he knows how to stay up in the Prem. I, I feel like, you know, and like, you know, Crystal Palace away is always a challenging place to go to. Um, And, you know, if they don't sell Olise, I feel like they're just going to stay up. Um, And, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, what else does Crystal Palace really have, though? I mean, they have uh, Eduard. The striker from uh, they got him from Celtic, I think like a couple uh, seasons ago. Yeah, that guy. Um, is a uh, uh, the blonde guy. Will Hughes. Yeah, Will Hughes. Yep. Oh, and they also have Eze. Also, like Eze is also a baller. Yeah, he, bro, he's top he, tier. He is um, a baller. And I also think that their center backs are pretty good as well. Uh, Chris oh, Richards, yeah, Mark, Mark um, Yeah, like you said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I, I have them. I have them fifteenth, obviously, just because like 
I feel like they, you know, they have a ceiling to their game. And, you know, when you have Roy Hodgson, I don't think, you know, like, Roy Hodgson is really big on just, like, being like, really heavy defensive. Um, I wish Patrick Vieira stayed, but obviously, you know, they needed to stay up. But, you know, I think Roy Hodgson's going to limit them to just, like, the 15th mark. And mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, but yeah, what about you for next three? So the next three for me, fourteenth, um, I have Brentford FC, and the reason why I have them so low is because I think Ivan Tony missing him is going to be very very big. I mean, he was involved in I think you know most of their goals. I have, I don't have like the percentage off the top of my brain right now, but um. He was definitely a very key part in their attack. Um, and he was also their main penalty taker. So I think, you know, having him out for, I'm not sure how long he's out for. Um, like six months. So so for about three quarters of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, obviously, I don't know where they're going to get the goals from. I mean, it's not going to be from mm-hmm. Romeo Beckham, you know, and Brentford B. But, um, I mean, they have Mbwemo, and I, I don't know what he's going to be. I mean, he could be someone to look at, not only from, I guess, for Brentford, but also, you know, FPL, Fantasy Premier League. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just think they're going to be missing a lot of goals. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I have anything else to say about them. Um, 13th, I have West Ham United. Um, I just think in terms of, obviously, they just got Harry Maguire. Um, I know they're in for James Ward-Prowse. And I originally had them for relegation before all those signs were made because I thought that, you know, bringing in Edson Alvarez and that's it. For me, Edson Alvarez is absolutely horrible, bro. Like, for Ajax, he, he looked lost, in my opinion. Like, just from watching some of the games like, in Europe and stuff like that and also watching, you know, Mexico play. I think he's very overrated. But... um. You know, they have Jared Bowen for now while recording. They have Lucas Paqueta, um, who I rate highly as well. Um, and, I mean, they also have, you know, the bully up top, you know, Mikel Antonio, who, you know, obviously gets into the goals when he needs to get into the goals. So, um, and they're about, they're about to sign McGuire and James Ward-Prowse. There you go. So, two, I mean, honestly, look, I think McGuire got a lot of hate. Obviously, I think rightfully so, but not also rightfully so, if that makes any sense. If you put him in a low block team, he'll yep. thrive. <laughs> exactly. Like, he's that type of player. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why I have West Ham in 13th. Um, and then 12th, I have Fulham. Okay. Um, I just think they, I mean, they signed Calvin Bassey, uh, which kind of isn't a good, uh, a good curtail for Tim Ream, you know, the American dream. But, I think their back line has been solidified. So it's probably going to be Tosin and uh, Calvin Bossi as the center backs. And they're going to have uh, Anthony Robinson and probably Mbabu uh, as a right back. Um, and they also signed Raul Jimenez. But they're going to be missing goals from Mitrovic because Mitrovic is that guy, you know. And I think the way that they treated him left a sour note, not only in my in my mouth, but I guess in team culture as well. Because Fulham, I mean, honestly, I, I know Fulham isn't known for being, you know, the most loyal club at all. But, I mean, I think their preseason was very good. I thought they looked pretty strong, uh, you know, very mid-table-esque. 
and I, I think I don't think they should be worrying worrying too much about relegation. So for my next three, fourteenth, um, I have West Ham. Obviously, we just talked about how they're bringing in new signings and have you know some good players. They obviously just won the conference league as well. Um, but obviously, that that loss of Declan Rice is just like you know that's a that's a big loss. You know, right. He was the core of that team. And you know that's gonna be exposed a lot in the up- upcoming season. But obviously they have a lot, of, they have a lot of like depth in their team. Um, some good players. Obviously Brian McGuire in a low block team. I feel like he'll do well. He'll he'll do okay. Um, obviously he's just like an average player in that team. But yeah, I have West Ham there. Um, right above I have Bournemouth. Um, I feel like Bournemouth is gonna be doing really well this season. Um. You know, obviously, like, you know, that the club itself isn't really, you know, ginormous. Obviously, their stadium is like a shithole. Uh, <laughs> excuse my language, but you know, they're they're not they're not the greatest. Um, but you know, they obviously just brought in a couple players. Um, what are they brought like Justin Clivert from yep. uh, from Roma. Obviously, Max he's not, yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, they're not like big signings. Um. But you know, I don't think Bournemouth is like the type of team that will just like back down, like fall back down immediately. Um, who else do they have? There's just there's another player that I saw. They just signed like a left back. I forgot who, what his name was. Let me look uh, up real quick. Oh, I put the wrong thing. So the... wow, they actually brought in a decent amount. So they got. Uh, Hamed Traore from Sassuolo. Uh, they mm-hmm. just brought in uh, Milos Kerkes from uh, AZ Alkmaar. Yeah. Um, they brought in Romain Favre from uh, Olympic Lyon, right mid. Uh, Justin Clivert. Um, they brought in a goalkeeper from Inter Milan. He's on loan. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess a couple other players as well. And obviously they're going to announce uh, Max Aaron soon, so yeah, but but yeah, as I was saying, you know, Bournemouth's just just gonna be that overachieving squad, in my opinion. Um, you know, a lot of people have them come, like going down. I'm just making a bold prediction, saying they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be up there. Um, but anyways, right after that, twelfth, uh, I have Burnley. Um, mm. obviously, you know, they're they're gonna get promoted, and they're they're definitely a top squad. Um, I think Vincent Company transformed the hell of the hell of that team, and obviously, like finishing first by like a mile in the championship. Um, you know, they're definitely a great squad. Um, I think what's limit, what limits them is that they have championship players. They definitely don't have you know high Premier League type players, but you know, I think Vincent Company itself as the coach would you know bring Burnley up to that twelfth that twelfth spot. Um, Obviously, you haven't said Burnley yet, so I'm assuming you're having them really high. But, um, you know, obviously they're not John Deitch, um, Burnley anymore. So I feel like there's they're gonna be there's gonna be holes tonight that their defense, and that's gonna be like one of the big reasons why they're not gonna be finishing as high as like everyone's expecting. But twelfth is a good spot for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's a respectable, uh, respectable place to put them. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't have them that far off from you know from twelfth. Um, I actually have Crystal Palace at 11. Um, yeah, I think Eze and I think Elise 
because I think Elise is going to stay. Um, I think they're going to cook, and I think Edward they're going to. It's going to be a lot of great service for you know for him to get into the goals. They also have uh, Mateta, who I also like as well. So um, yeah, I think overall they're going to be once again in their ceiling. You know, mid table around tenth, eleventh. Um, but I have them in eleventh. Um, tenth, I actually have Burnley. I think they're going to be that, that surprise team, in my opinion. Um, and I also, I mean, I'm I'm predicting this, but you know, I think in terms of the win, uh, the January transfer, I guess notably JJ Watt and all them. I, I know honestly, he's not like you know the most prominent person in terms of like ownership and stuff like that. But um, sorry to cut you off. Wait, didn't like hold on. It was dude perfect that random that old YouTube team they bought like. <laughs> ownership in Burnley. Did they? <laughs> Which is crazy. Because, <laughs> like, obviously they're known for just, like, doing random shit on YouTube. But right. they, they own, like, a part in Burnley. But anyways, you can keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once again, I guess they have that American influencer uh, market. I don't know how. Well, what's going on over there? But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously they have the finances now to make the science that they maybe want to make. You know, and obviously if they stay up and have a higher place in the Prem, they could do a lot more, you know, in the coming years. But, you know, obviously what matters is the first season. So, um, yeah, I think Burnley is going to be pushing for 10th uh, and 9th. Very, very big, in my opinion. I think people are going to be sleeping. I'm, I'm not sure if it's a hot take or not. But, yeah, I have Brighton in 9th. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I just think in terms of – uh. I mean, I watched them play live against Chelsea in in, uh, in Philly. Um, I mean, they look pretty good, right? I mean, I don't expect Danny Welbeck to be starting for them. If they do, it's probably going to be a two-striker uh, two formation that Deserby's going to be cooking up. But um, in terms of, I guess, the personnel, obviously they have Minima. They have uh, Incenso. They have, um, like, Lewis Dunk. They just signed Job Pedro, Evan Ferguson, all these type of guys. So, um, and Billy Gilmore as well. But I, I just think in terms of like the level that these teams that I have above, um, and who they brought in and what they're facing, um, versus who Brighton brought in, I just think Brighton they, they don't have enough to crack into Europe. So, um, yeah, I have Brighton in ninth. Okay, our next stream might be crazy. Um. Okay, so eleventh, I have Brentford. Um, okay. In my opinion, you know, I I just saw like their Ivan Tony's ban is not until January, so they still really? have a yeah they have a full like half season with him. Um, but you know I've 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 seen Brentford play last season. I think they play amazing football. Um, obviously their coach I forgot what his name was, but Thomas Frank. Thomas Frank. I think he's I actually saw him walking uh, in the streets of Philly. <laughs> it was crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I I think he's a really underrated manager. I think he, you know, without Ivan Tony, I know he's definitely going to cook with like all the players he has. Um, I think Embuino is going to be a big player uh, for them in this upcoming season. Um, obviously, remember when he scored like a couple bangers against uh, Man United and that four no thrashing. Um, obviously he has quality. Um, he's gonna be carrying that team, and you know throughout the whole entire it's like side, I feel like you know Brentford has that core of like really good chemistry with each other. Um, 
they have like one of the it was like an Arsenal Academy player, De Silva in midfield. Um yep. I think he's he's a solid player. Um but you know, throughout the whole entire team, obviously that Rico Henry at left back, I think he's a great left back as well. Um But yeah, overall that team I think is a really good it's a really good team. Um above them I have Fulham and although, you know, they lost Mitrovic, they lost William. I think they're pretty underrated when it comes to like, you know, recruiting weird Finnish players and making them look good. Yeah. Um I think you know, again, Fulham's Fulham. Um I don't really have much to say. I don't really know why I put them in tenth, uh, to be honest, but you know, obviously from what they done like last season they were really good. Um and, and yeah. <laughs> obviously uh USA left back. Uh I forgot what his name was. Anthony uh, Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, I think I think Robinson is a really good left back. Obviously I'm biased as a USA fan, but I think you know really good over overlaps. Um I remember at one point was he like linked to City at one point? Yeah, but he, <laughs> <laughs> he does not fit the mold, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> He does not fit the city mold, especially now that yeah. we don't even play the left back. So, I mean, respect yeah. to him because he's a baller. But yeah, he's not city quality yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, what, who are they bringing from Fulham? Um. Oh, they still have Paulinho, which for mm-hmm. me, he's he's really underrated. He's like one of the best like DMs in the league. Um, could definitely hold up that position really well. Um. But yeah. Uh, above them. This is a shock. This might be really biased of me at Tottenham. <laughs> Tottenham at ninth. Whoa! Um, Let me hear the reasons. What can I say? Their their teams, their squad sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I like always think I rate Son. Right? He had a terrible season uh, last season. He had a couple of good moments. Um. I feel like this season he might he might do well, um, but obviously he's, he's on the decline. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? They, uh, they have a Charleston. See, if Kane were to be sold, this is like a guaranteed. He's def, they're definitely ninth because Charleston is not scoring more than three goals for the next season. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, yeah. <laughs> obviously, like Kane's like their big player. Kane's like the only reason why they're relevant. Um, and so you know, and like. Hot take, Romero, he's overrated as hell. <laughs> come, like, come on now. Like, obviously during the World Cup, it might be a little different, but he still concede a bunch of goals <laughs> during the World Cup. Him um, and that midget, bro. They they keep calling him like the dog, um, but you know he just lets in goals left and right. Obviously, one of the main reasons why I have them up so high is because. You know that match against Newcastle last season. Yeah, that I think that's far worse than Man United losing seven zero. Because I agree, they conceded four goals in like five minutes. It was bad. It was like yeah. a, like a turnstile, bro. Like you know, like like the one meme with the of the security guard acting like he was checking him, but he wasn't really doing <laughs> yeah. anything. Bro, that was literally him last year, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, I obviously like you know Tottenham. Um. I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm biased, but, you know, the, the, the Tottenham squad is not good. And then, you know, when Arsenal came to, you know, Tottenham Stadium last season, um, 
we just shut them up in like the first 10 minutes and i don't think they have like the mentality um to be competing for anywhere above you know ninth you know i obviously like their new manager i forgot what his name was the Pas Pasco Pascoeli? Yeah, it's like uh, I think it's like Ange Pasacoglu. Pasacoglu. Um, obviously he comes. He's coming from Celtic, right? Yep. Um, to be honest, I never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, I feel like I feel like he'd do all right. Obviously, it's just the first season. Um. But you know, if they were to lose Kane to Bayern, and I, I have no no idea reason like why like um, Tottenham haven't accepted like the Kane bid yet. Like it was, it was like one hundred million, and they have rejected it. Yeah, like um, they said oh, the final bid and all that stuff. I mean, I, who knows, bro? Obviously, he, he's like thirty right now, and you know, I feel like he definitely has like six or seven years left in him. Yep. Um, but you know, at what point would you say like is he tired of carrying Tottenham? <laughs> He must have won um, at the end of the day, bro. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't want his legacy to be like, uh, you know, like Damian Lillard, I guess you could say, in NBA terms, you know? Yeah. Well, obviously, Damian Lillard is trying to leave, so. Right. Uh, <laughs> but who else do they have? I mean, they just, they're signing that new Wolfsburg guy. Um, never yeah, heard of him. Um, they brought in a new goalkeeper as well, uh, Vicario from, uh, I think, Atalanta. And I think he's pretty good as well. From what I know, yeah. Mm. Um, obviously, Laurie's let them down last season. Um, who do they have in their midfield? They have, like... Bro, um, so they kind of revamped their midfield. So they have James Madison. Oh, yeah, um, they, they signed James Madison. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He's going to be a baller. Yeah. Um, and I think they also have... Uh, uh, what's his name? Pape, uh, Papa Sar. I think he's an academy player. Or they got him on, like, a, a very cheap deal. Yeah. Um... They saw Benton core, but he's, I think he's injured right now. Yeah. Um, he's really injury prone as well. Um, Hoiberg, Hoiberg's pretty mid. Skip. <laughs> and also, like, they just lost to Barcelona after going up 2-1 in the 80, 81st minute and lost 4-2. <laughs> I think defensively, they're atrocious. Um, it, it's giving me banter era Arsenal mm. <laughs> right now. Um. But like they have Pedro Poro who sucks at defending. Um Regulion Religion. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he sucks. Yeah. I like all their fullbacks like sucks in terms of de- defending. And obviously they have Romero who is just gonna get exposed. Um where he goes. I I don't rate him a lot, but I might be biased. But anyways, we can keep on going on. Um Let's do like let's do like the next two and then we do the top six. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Um so yeah, so I guess coming in eighth place in my opinion, um, I'm not sure if you were with me on this or not. Um but yeah, I have Newcastle United in eighth place. Okay. Um yeah, I just think with the Champions League schedule and I also think with the new signings that they brought in, um I think Tonali, when he walked in, he did not want to be there. <laughs> he looked like he, he he looked like he was in depression, bro. Like in the way that Milan just said, "Yo, you gotta go. Like we need the funds. Like we're broke. We need the money now. Go, go, go." And and they sent one of their like their former like 
I think staff members as like uh, for him to go. Like it, it was uh, that's a whole different story, bro. But um, yeah, I think in terms of, like the Champions League schedule, um, I think they're going to have a hard time with with dealing with that. I also think Almiron kind of outperformed last year. Um, so I mean. Honestly, like anything could happen, but I just think Newcastle, I think their luck's run out. And I think they need to, <laughs> with all the money that they have, they need to reinvest, bro. They need to spend a lot more money to, to get back into the top four, top five now, since it's the new rules. But um, yeah, I think Newcastle, they're going to be in eighth place. And then in seventh place, I have, uh, you know, Mr. Good, Good Evening himself, um, have Aston Villa as a, the seventh place team. Um, I think their signings have been absolutely class. Um, Diaby being the, the main guy, in my opinion, I think for Leverkusen, he was a baller, bro. And I was calling for him, you know, to be at Man City as our right winger because I think his pace is absolutely absurd. Um, he's definitely an upgrade from Leon Bailey because Leon Bailey is like, like Sterling, but a hundred times worse. You know, like his decision making is absolutely horrible. Um, and for Leverkusen, he kind of got gassed up because of a few clips on social media. And I'm not hating on my Jamaica man for real. I just think he's he's overrated. Like he's the definition of overrated, bro. So he's not in the starting eleven. And know what's funny as well? Diaby was brought in to replace uh to, to replace him at Leverkusen, right? While he was there, and he left Leverkusen to go to Aston Villa. So he can get playing yeah. time. Now look, bro. He's his main op, bro. He's really the main op for him. But um, yeah, I mean, Pau Torres they brought in as well, and I think that center back pairing with uh him and Diego Carlos is gonna cook. I also think that John McGinn's gonna have a very, very influential uh position in this team, and I think he's very underrated as well. So yeah, I think Unai's gonna cook. They're in the conference league as well. And he's probably going to win that tournament, let's be honest. He's just a king. He, uh, he's he's different in these small European uh, – I want to call it small. The Conference League is small, but the Europa League isn't small. Um, but he's good at those type of tournaments. So, yeah, I think Aston Villa is going to finish in seventh place. Um, But, yeah, so um, – what was it, eighth and seventh? So, eighth, yeah. I have Brian. Okay. Um, Obviously, the loss of McAllister is going to, like, hurt them a lot. But, you know, I think towards, like, the, like, right after the World Cup, you know, they haven't, they they weren't playing with, like, McAllister for a bit. And they're still, like, they were still playing good, like, good couple of games. Obviously, they lost to Arsenal for one. But, um, you know, even without McAllister, I think they have really, really good squad depth. And you already know, like, with Brian, they're just going to pull out, like, a random, like, talent. And, like... <laughs> They're just, gonna, they're just gonna cook. So, um, obviously they have a lot of good players. Caicedo, I don't see he's gonna be leaving this uh this season. Um, I think right now he's like actually striking for them right now. He's like wanting wow. to leave. Um, sorry. Uh, so Caicedo, obviously they have Ferguson. He's a really good young talent. Sorry, hold on. Very cool. My nose is like stuffy right now. <laughs> um. Who else did they bring in? Hold on. Um, James Milner. <laughs> James Milner. The fitness king himself, bro. Um, obviously, they have, like, Matoma. 
He's a baller. I think he's going to be like one of the best wingers in the Premier League next season. Um, They brought in DeHood from Dortmund. I, yep. In my opinion, they, like, Brian knows how to bring in, like, finished players, finished, like, like unused talents, and just make them, like, ballers. Um, So, like, obviously they have, like, good defense. Um, Obviously, loss of Cole Wills could be big for them. Um, but, you know, they have Lewis Dunk. Um, pretty underrated, in my opinion. I think he's a good uh, center back in the Premier League. Um, who else do they have? Um, I mean, in my opinion, like, I feel like they're going to finish high because of Deserby. Um, I think he's a brilliant manager as well. Um, obviously, like, when they lost Grand Potter, he's just cooking right now. Um, so, I have them finishing 8th. 7th, um, I have Aston Villa. Obviously, we just talked about it. Um, you know, they have Diaby. They have Unai Emery, who's just basically transformed the whole entire team ever since he came in. And, you know, Diego Carlos and Paul Torres coming in. I think they're going to be exposed a little bit. Obviously, they're coming from, like, a different league. Um, you know, they're still really good starting backs, but um, I think Aston Villa's attack is just going to be, like, shiny again. Um, I think Ollie Watkins is a good striker. Um Pretty underrated, in my opinion. Um, I feel like he'll... And, like, under Unai, he's going to be scoring, like, 20 goals, like, a season. Um, I think he's a baller. But, obviously, like, the dish of Diaby. Like, Diaby's, like... Like, he, you wouldn't expect Brian, uh, um, Aston Villa to sign a player like him. Right. And um, also the one player, Jacob Ramsey. I think he is also a baller. Um, he is definitely... I feel like in, like, two or three years' time, he's going to be starting in, like, Liverpool's midfield. I think he's, you know... Still really young, but um, obviously a bright future ahead for him. And I think this season is going to be the, the the season where he's going to be shining. Um, but yeah, let's 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 move on to top six. Top six. Wow. So obviously you have all the big six teams in there. Yeah. Um, and I guess first up the bat, coming in sixth place, it's going to be Tottenham Hotspur. Um. I think, honestly, I kind of rate their window, bro. And the reason why I rate their windows is because they got rid of a lot of dead wood. Like Harry Winks, he's gone. You know, um, I'm I'm pretty sure Hoiberg isn't going to be a big, uh, big player for them this year, which I think is a very big upgrade. Um, but they also brought in, you know, James Madison. Um, hopefully, they if they keep. Kane, then he's always going to bring in goals because he scored 30 goals, um, you know, in, in the season, which for me is insane, especially in that team. You know, the score is 30 goals in a season, let alone with Spurs. Like, geez. Um, yeah. But in terms of the manager, so I'm honestly, I, I watch Celtic a lot. I don't know why. I think it's just because of football manager, like a few years ago. But they've always been like my second, like, I wouldn't say second club, but like, I like watching them in Europe a lot. And I'll be honest, when he came in, people didn't really know who he was. I knew a little bit of him because he he, he coached at uh, Yokohama, uh, the, the Japanese team, Yokohama Mar- Mariners or something like that. Um, yeah. the, he's like in the CFG, I think. But, bro, like, he's very free-flowing. And I'll be honest, that Barcelona game, um, they brought in their second team. And they kind of dominated them in the first half. And Arsenal, or not Arsenal, uh, Barca. Um, they kind of started a strong lineup against them. Um, 
But obviously, I'm not saying that they're going to be better than the, the obviously the, the the next five teams I'm about to name. But in terms of getting back into Europe, I think they have a clear path, and, and I think they're better than, and they have no Europe as well, so that's going to be a factor. Um, yeah, I just think Spurs are going to have a, a good rebound year, and I think they're going to get Europa League, and you know, I think they're going to win the Carabao Cup, in my opinion, as well. I think I think Pasakaku. So the one thing about him, right? He's a winner, bro. And obviously, he's he's played in he coached very very small teams, right? In terms of like I guess stature, but that Celtic team last year, I mean the year prior, you know they had Joe Hart, right? And Joe Hart was looking like Ederson, and I, I mean obviously look, it's the Scottish league, right? They play against like Hamilton Academical and all these smallest clubs, right? But bro, like the beat Rangers, right? And the Rangers had a pretty good squad as well. Um, they kind of easily beat them. They kind of had a, I think it was a, a ten plus point lead on them in uh, at the end of the season. They kind of won the league early. Um, so he kind of brought back that you know that 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 standard back to Celtic. Um, because obviously Rangers, I think the year prior they went to the what the, the Europa League final or was that the year before? I think it was the year before. Um, I don't remember they were in the final. Bro, so the fact that you know he was able to bring back Celtic to you know being that dominant force again in Scotland. To me, that says a lot. Um, and I think a lot of teams are going to be sleeping on them. And I don't think they're going to get the respect that they should deserve just because obviously it's a new new manager. But obviously then they don't have the quality just yet to, you know, the top of the next five teams that are about a name. So yeah, Spurs are going to be in sixth. In fifth, I have Liverpool. Um, I'm very worried about no CDM. You know, they just sold Fabinho to Saudi Arabia. They got rid of Henderson, who honestly, he I mean, he was okay. But he at the later part of the season, I thought he played well, um, especially with that new formation that they're trying to do, like that Pep-esque uh, formation. Um, but, I mean, Trent, obviously we know him as a very direct player in terms of uh, creating chances, just pinging the ball. Defensively, he is not that guy. He gets skinned whenever he's on a 1v1 situation. And obviously, they're going to try to hide that with him being more inverted. But once again, he's going to get exposed, especially for teams that just want to overload the midfield. So, I mean, obviously, they have Salah. They still have, uh, you know, that, that attacking core with Jota, Luis Diaz, um, Darwin Nunez. Um, and I'm probably missing a couple of Gakpo. Um, but, I mean... I just think Klopp, I don't like his mentality's kind of shifted, bro. You know, I think City's done him a number, bro. And that's what happens, you know. And I'm not trying to big up my team, but I think he's, it's that PTSD, bro. Like, he's just done. He, he doesn't look like, he doesn't look the same anymore. So, um, yeah, I got Klopp, uh, Klopp in Liverpool in fifth. In fourth, I have Chelsea. And, it's for the similar reasons as I have Spurs in six, but except I have, I think they have more quality. Um, I think Pochettino is a really good manager, um, and he got disrespected over in PSG. He obviously led a, a Tottenham team to the final of the UCL, but that was I know that was years ago. But he has a track record, you know, for for being good. And if he has the correct spending, and I think the players that they're bringing in, they fit the mold. Like like you said, like let's say. Hypothetically, they bring in like Lavia, right? Um, 
I'm trying to think of who their center defensive mid is right now. Um, Enzo. Yeah, Enzo Fernandez. But, I mean, he could probably play higher up on the field as well because, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he has that flair. He has that creative mindset as well. So, um, and obviously they have, you know, Sterling who can get goals. But, obviously, I don't think he's going to be that good for them this year. I don't think he's only even going to play a key part for them. Um, but they have Mudrick, who I think he's going to have a decent year this year. Uh, Nicholas Jackson, who I think people really, really underrate. Um, I think he's a really, really good striker. Uh, links up well with, with his teammates. Uh, has an eye for goal as well. So, um, yeah, I'm expecting Chelsea to back uh, the bounce back, you know, and hopefully reach James for them. He stays healthy. But, you know, having Levy Colwell back, Thiago Silva with that, you know, that center back pairing, obviously back up with Chalaba, um, and left back, I think, uh, Chilwell, I think he's going to be, he's going to be really, really good for them this year as well. So yeah, I expect Chelsea to be back in the Champions League. Um, in third, we... Wait, yeah, you for... stop there? yeah, stop there. Cause I feel like we have the same, we have the same, uh, top three. Fair. Um, yeah. So six, fifth and fourth, right? Yes. Six. I have Newcastle. I think you've, you know, underrated them a little bit. Because, mm. um, you know, obviously, like, they had a really good season. And they're going to have, a, like, a fixture overload with the Champions League. But, you know, and obviously, like, like Tonali, he, you know, he doesn't want to be there. But I think, you know, you know he's just going to be a professional. He's going to be playing. Obviously, he's not going to be, like, super passionate. But, you know, I feel like he's going to be a decent player for them. But, um... The one player you're missing out is uh, Harvey Barnes from Leicester. Mm. He's gonna be balling out for uh for Newcastle, in my opinion. He's gonna definitely be um honestly like he's definitely gonna be like their player of season. Holy shit, hold on. Give me one second. <laughs> yeah, that ain't cool. Let's go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah, not a problem. Sorry, you can just cut that whole entire bit out. No, you cool. Um, but what I was saying, uh, Newcastle. So obviously they have Harvey Barnes uh, bringing in from Leicester. I think he's gonna be a brilliant player for them. Um, again, like as I said, he's gonna be like one of their players of the seasons. Um, obviously, like in the past, um, I definitely wanted Harvey Barnes over at uh, um, Arsenal. Um, again, like a lot of people underrate him. Like I don't think he, he gets called up to like, the England squad enough. Um, but obviously, like he was at Leicester, and Leicester obviously were not playing at well but if you put him into a system where you know it benefits him and obviously like a team like Newcastle is like the perfect squad for him um I think he's gonna thrive and obviously you have players like Isaac and you know in my opinion one of the best midfielders in the Premier League uh Gimaraes, um definitely gonna be baller uh like a baller team um and I forgot who was in their defense that they just brought in um they just brought in a new right back and like oh Levermento from uh Southampton. Um but Martin no he had like a really decent season um two seasons ago but obviously last season everyone in Southampton kinda sucked. Um but obviously you have you have him, you have like Trippier, um again like Trippier is a baller, um, in my opinion. Um put him in like a free kick any free kick situation he's gonna be scoring. Um but again like a lot of good depth um, Miguel Amaron, um, Anthony Gordon, even though, he, like, everyone kind of hates him, um, uh, Joe Linton as well, in my, like, 
obviously he's been moved to a striker to like a center mid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a baller. Um, and like again, like the whole entire team itself. We have Botman, who's like one of the best center backs in the league. Um, I I don't see them like dropping off at all. Um, they have good depth in their team, and you know they might get knocked out in like the group stage, but in the in the Premier League, they they're they're known for like shining against like you know the big six. Um, obviously we've seen that with Tottenham. Not much with Arsenal because Arsenal beat them at two nil, but um, again like that that game against Man City at home where they tied three three. Um, that shows like they have a lot of class in their team, and you know they might not be done with the transfer window right now. I feel like there's definitely like a a crazy signing they might have like before the transfer window closes. But yeah, I have Newcastle six. Um, fifth, I have Chelsea. Um, now, in my opinion, the only reason why I have Chelsea fifth is because um, I think they're still a little bit too inexperienced. Um, obviously, their main problem last season was that they had too many players and not like enough chemistry in their team. Um, so that's the reason why they, they kept on falling off. But, you know, they have posh in the team now. Um, they're building a more, like, you know, family atmosphere in that team. Um, and, you know, you have players like Enzo, who's, in my opinion, like, a really, really good player. Um, he still has, like, a really high ceiling to him. Um, I think next season he's going to be a really, really good midfielder. But obviously you need, like, a, you know, a good team overall. Um, if they bring in Lavia, that's going to, you know, help him out a lot. Um, and then also, like, Nkunku, he, he just picked up injury. He's not going to be playing the, like, first part of the season. Um, so that's going to be a big blow to them, in my opinion. But I'll see, like, you have Jackson, um, going to be a great striker. Um, Mudrick, um, I feel like he's going to have a decent year. I don't think he's going to have, like, an amazing one. I think he's still just a raw talent. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, who knows, Potch might, you know, make him a great player. Um, Colwell, one of the best left foot center backs in the league. Um, Thiago Silva, who can literally play until he's 50. Like overall, the whole entire team has really good depth. I think injuries are gonna be a big problem for them. Obviously, Reese James, um, you know, lives in that inf- infirmary. Um, <laughs> but you know, Chelsea's Chelsea's uh, fifth is like like the least they can go. Um, but obviously, the reason why I have them fifth is ma- mainly the top four. Um, Liverpool, I have them fourth. Okay. Um, although they might not have a DM. Um, I still feel like they'll end up getting Lavia because um, they they really really need it like a DM, but you know they have like literally in my opinion like they have the best attack in the league. <laughs> yeah. Like their attack is gonna be scoring like like each each player is gonna be scoring like ten goals above each. Um, the only thing that's letting them down is their defense. Um, obviously Van Dyke is washed now. Um, I don't think he's gonna be the same player like he was you know a couple seasons back. Um, but yeah, Trent, you know, he also sucks at defense, but he's going to be playing that new, um, advanced role. Um, but yeah, you know, Salah, Nunez, I think Nunez gave a great year. Um, I think that first season was just a fluke for him, but, you know, give him some time. Yeah, he's always in that position to, you know, score goals. So I don't see a reason why he's not going to be doing that again this season. So again, the whole entire front line is just the best attack in the league. Um, what's only going to let him down is like an experience in the midfield and defense. So, um, yeah, Liverpool fourth for me. So right. top three. Yeah. Top three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right let's, let's get that out the way. Man United. 
So yeah, Man United is gonna be in third. Um, actually, put on so on accident. I put Arsenal at third. I didn't mean to do that. Um, but yeah, no, oh, Manchester yeah, United is gonna be in third place. I'm not gonna be a troll. Um, and go along with that. Uh, that was an honest, honest mistake. Honest mistake. But yeah, Manchester United in third. Um, yeah, I, I believe. I mean, they have the quality. You know, they have Varane. They have Lissandra Martinez, Luke Shaw. Um, and they can go. They, they can go with either Dalo or Wampasaka. I think they're both you know decent right backs, and they offer something different. Um, but obviously, they don't have the the free goal card anymore with with the Haya. Um, they have actually a, a decent goalkeeper who's actually pretty good with his feet, uh, and Andre Onana, and he played for Ten Hag as well at Ajax. You know, he was a part of that team that made that deep run just to lose to Tottenham Hotspur, but um, he honestly has you know, familiarity with the manager. Um, and he also, I like the way, I like his mentality as well. He holds his teammates to a high standard. So the only thing that can come out of that is for the level to elevate, right? And I think throughout the season, there's going to be a lot more consistency. They have Mason Mount now, um, who will be, I think, in my opinion, really, really good for them in the center. Um, he could be a higher, you know, a more creative player for them in the middle, especially with Erickson as well. Um, and they also have, you know, Hakamiro, uh, you know, Cardamiro, whatever you want to call him. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, he's, he's very, very good still. Um, even though he came back to preseason looking a little chubby, you know, looking like Weston McKenney, you know. I guess he had America, he went to America a little bit too early there, had some McDonald's or whatnot. The Baja Blast and all that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like I expect United to be, you know, competitive, but not to the level of Arsenal, and obviously not to the level of City, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna be in Champions League, and I think they're gonna be, I think in terms of points, they're gonna have a higher total, but obviously not enough to compete with the other two teams. So, yeah, uh, Manchester United is in third. And Arsenal is going to be in second place, and I know you disagree, and that's why I love it. <laughs> I just can't disagree. I mean, there's nothing to really say about that. Right. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, I think Arsenal. I mean, look, we already talked about their transfer windows in the last episode, um, but we can go. You know, Timber, Havertz, you know, Rice. Um, you know, yeah. having Jesus, Chassard, like your, your team, obviously. Look, I, I'm not going to get into the, the whole, like, value, all that stuff, because there's a lot of English players in there, right? But you guys do have the most valuable squad in the world at the moment, right? Um, But for me, the one thing that I'm I'm proud of, especially with, you know, when we were watching soccer, um, you know, as soon as a high school, even middle school, until now, the mindset has changed, bro. You know, like, this is, this is like, in, in, at least in terms of wanting to win, this is the Arsenal, you know, of 2005, 2006, even, you know, before then. You know, they want to win and not just, you know, get top four. You know, I, I hate that. I hate that, bro. Like, I hate when teams say, oh, top four is our trophy. Like, yeah, nah, bro, win the Premier League. You want to win. That's the whole point of the, the, the sport is to win. So, look, I mean, Josh Kroenke, big up to him, man, because he took a lot of stick for a while, bro. You know? Not yeah, He... He definitely changed my mind about the whole entire club. Um, obviously, I hate Stan Kroenke. 
Uh, but he just sent Josh Coyne to you. Uh, we're good now. But anyways, keep talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just think in terms of of uh, Premier League pedigree, you know, I think that's the difference um, between, you know, my team and your team. Um, but I'm expecting to be close, uh, especially with Man City going into uh, the Club World Cup in December. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going to Saudi Arabia. You know, obviously that's not a, a, a easy trip. You know, like obviously the competition may be easy, and I mean even in Saudi Arabia, I mean Al Ittihad with Benzema and Conte and all them, they're going to be playing in that in that tournament, and we're probably going to have to face them in the final. But I mean, look, I mean. I just think that could be a very sneaky period for, for Man City if it comes down to it, right? I think that's going to be the make or break. Um, because obviously with uh, with the run-in, City, they go on this crazy run every single year. And you can kind of write it in at this point, you know, from, from February down to May or March down to May, they're going to win almost every game in, in that run. So, I mean, look, Arsenal, and I'm not saying like, I'm obviously this is my list, right? And I obviously want my team to win, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal won the league. And I'm saying that straight up right now. Um, yeah, I just think our priorities right now in terms of Man City, we want to win all the trophies, right? We want to win the Club World Cup, which we never won before. This is our first opportunity at doing it, and the only team in England that has ever lost in the Club World Cup um, was Manchester United. Um, they lost. To, I think they lost to a Mexican team. I think it was Club America at the at the time. Um, but we don't want that to happen. You know, we, we don't want Al Etihad to show the world like, oh, Saudi Arabia is this. this you know, what I'm saying, nah, forget about that, man. Like, we're Manchester City. We're the best team in the world. We have the best club in the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna try to blur the lines here. Arsenal is gonna be a second place in my opinion. Um, but I do expect them to win a trophy. Um, maybe not Champions League yet. Obviously not Premier League, but um, I think FA Cup. I think even a double. I think that's a possibility as well. But yeah, I mean Arsenal's gonna have a. I mean, in my opinion, a a very successful year, Um, and obviously have the backing going into next season, which leads me to, uh, you know, my team on top again, uh, Manchester City. Um, I think right now it's too early. I think we have the quality right now to win. Right. And I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that we don't. But with who we've been linked with, we haven't brought in a right winger yet. And apparently, I mean, I saw just now, like, I guess last night, Paketa got linked all of a sudden with a move to Man City. And apparently we submitted a verbal 70 million bid that's been rejected, but we're still talking with West Ham. So it looks like the intent is real. Uh, And obviously Fabrizio, I mean, I'm not saying Fabrizio was wrong with, with the Guardiola. Uh, situation. I think he was right the whole time. I think they were just trying to, you know, I think it was just Leipzig being petty. So, um, yeah, I just think with the signs that we made, right, with Vardiol, um, Kovacic, I think our intent is very clear. It's, uh, you can't score against us, so we're going to score one goal or two goals, and we're going to call it a day. And it's probably going to be coming from Holland as well. We're not going to, we're not that same team where you know, it was like 4-0, 5-0, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think those days are over with. Um, and obviously, we lost Gundogan, who, and we also lost uh, Mares. Uh, Gundogan, he scored a lot of clutch goals for us. Not 
like flurry of goals, but he scored in, in the run-ins all the time. Like he was that guy for us. Um, and Mara's obviously was a very, very, you know, prolific goal scorer from the wing. And, you know, we're going to miss both of them so much, bro. Like they're top tier ballers, but um, I just think in terms of the quality, you know, like Rodri, he, he likes to bang in a goal once or twice, you know, hopefully Foden has a more prolific, uh, uh, scoring record because obviously he missed that one goal in the community shield, which was kind of the story of his season last year, minus the Man United game. You know, missing easy chances. That's and that's what he's I guess that's what he's known for doing, but you know, I expect him to have a big year this this season. Um and I just think Holland's gonna do his thing. Um yeah and I think De Bruyne is gonna do his thing as well. So um yeah I think I mean, I guess in total, I think the season's going to be very, very important to us. I think we're going to win the Champions League again. Um, I just think we're, we're built for that tournament now. Um, and I also think we're going to win the Premier League. And I think, honestly, I mean, I know I said Arsenal may win the FA Cup. I think we will win it again. And, I'm not, and I think we're going to win the trouble again, bro. And I'm not saying that's the ex- expectation, but I think with how, how we're set up, I think that's I think that's the level that we can reach. So I guess in my in my mind, trouble again, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lost the FA Cup. So yeah, Champions League, Premier League double, and I'm fine with that. So yeah, obviously I have Arsenal top, Man City second, Man United third. Um, obviously Man United up there because, I mean, I like, like Ten Hag is a good manager, um, and I think their squad is like really, really good. Obviously, what happened last season, they're, you know, a top, top team. Rashford's going to carry them again. I think Bruno's going to be, um, you know, bagging a lot of goals and assists. Yep. Um, obviously, the addition of Hoyland up top, um, he's going to be young. Um, I think he's going to be a good striker for them. Just probably not, like, the, the best in the, the league. Um, but, but, yeah, again, like, they have good depth. Um, there must not, not much to say, like, Casemiro, Martinez, Veron, um, Mason Mount, or for, for me, although I think he's not going to add much to that team. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're going to be decent. Um, but yeah, again, like Arsenal on top for me. I think I think the main reason why is like because of the window of what happened, like all the incomings, all the outgoings. Um, obviously, Arsenal for me right now, like I give it like a 10 out of 10 transfer window. Um, they're bringing in Raya, they're bringing in Timber, they're bringing in um, Rice and uh, Havertz. Obviously, those are all top, top signings. Right. And, you know, Man City losing Gundogan is a lot, like, worse than, like, a lot, a lot of people might think. I think he's, like, extremely pivotal in, like, every single build-up play for Man City. And, you know, the, at the end of, like, all their goals... Um, obviously he's like the most clutch player I've seen on the pitch ever. Um, he, he's just going to be a big blow for them. And I don't think there's like a player in there that can replace him. Obviously Kovic is, is like that player to come in to replace, but, um, you know, in the FA cup, I didn't see, or not the FA cup, the community shield. I didn't see much of like what Kovic, what Kovic can bring, you know? Um, yeah. I feel like he'll be decent, but he's not definitely not going to be enough to replace a player like Gundogan. Obviously, not much of a right winger as well. Mares, um, you know, Mares is that player where if you need a goal against like a low block team, 
like against like you know a team like West Ham who just parking the bus the whole entire game. Like Mars, that type of player to like you know bypass that um, terrible like low block defense. Um, definitely gonna be a big blow for them as well. Um, but as long as they you know they use like players like Foden, um, get the most out of like Holland, Grealish, you know those type of players. Like I feel like they they'll do well. Um, but obviously like Arsenal again, you know they just beat Man City, the Community Shield. They're gonna try to win, you know, the whole entire thing. Um, they're all fueled right now, and you know, hopefully you don't have like a bad injury crisis. Obviously losing Jesus is big, but you know we have a, like good squad depth. So yeah, I mean I have Arsenal on top. Um, I think you know they just have that squad to be able to you know withstand um, a bunch of different teams. And you know I trust Arteta. Um, he's gonna be here for a while, and you know. He's definitely not going to want to leave the team trophyless. He's he's ex- definitely expected a couple titles, um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's basically all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, I I think you hit it on the nail, bro. I think both teams can easily win the prem, you know. Um, and I, I say easily use like I guess loosely because I don't think there's once once again I don't think there's any other teams that can touch. Either either of us, you know, and that's mm-hmm. I think I say that humbly as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, once again, I feel like it's it's very very close now. Um, it was obviously close last season until you guys started just I don't know what happened. It was just like a mental breakdown. I don't, I don't know what what's going on. We we lost to Liba and started playing Rob Holding. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was the main reason. Okay, okay. Um, so I mean, look, you guys have that covered now with Timber. Um, I'm not saying there's no excuses, but there aren't no excuses anymore, right? You guys should be up, you know, yeah. pound for pound up with us for sure. Yeah, we definitely should be. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, that's our tables. Um, and you know, if you guys have any reactions, who are your top, uh, who you guys think is going to win the league, who you guys think is going to get relegated, who's going to sneak into Europe, um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, you can just write it down on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, and yeah, let, let's see what you guys think on TikTok as well. My fault, I forgot about TikTok. Um, yeah, but so all of that. So yeah, let, let us know what you guys think. Uh, who's gonna be in those spots? Um, and yeah, let's, let's go into uh, I guess the individual uh, awards if if you don't mind. So um, yeah, Golden Golden Boot Player of the Year and yeah. Assist Leader. Yes, sir. So, um, I think Golden Boot this year. I think it's gonna be. Holland once again. Um, yeah, I just think he's a monster. He's a robot. Like he, he's he's different, bro. Like his mentality is a lot different. Something that we haven't seen in a while. Mm. Um, no doubt. But yeah, he just finds himself in in these crazy positions to score goals, and um, I think he's not going to be a one year type of thing. So, um, yeah, I think Holland's going to win it. Yeah, yeah. For me, I have Holland as well. Again, you just said everything you need to say. He gets in those positions like so easily. He's a force. Like at, like every defender's worst nightmare. He's super quick. He's super, you know, reactive to you know situations like that. Um, I mean, yeah. Like, wh- who do you have for second? Because for me, I have Salah in second. Same. Um, I have Salah yeah. as well. Yeah. Obviously, Liverpool. Just, their attack is way too good. Um, Salah's just gonna be scoring goals left and right. Um. And, you know, obviously at the end of last season, 
he was definitely disappointed. You know, Liverpool finishing fifth. But, you know, I think Liverpool's going to be right back up there. Salah's just Salah's fueled by revenge. <laughs> yeah, easily, bro. Even though not in the Champions League level yet. But yeah. he'll, get, he'll get his revenge on Real Madrid soon. Maybe next year, you know. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, he's a bagsman. He, he already said all you need to say about him as well. Yeah, he's just a straight bagsman, bro. So, um, yeah, I have Salah. I agree with you on that front as well. Um, assist leader, who who did you have? Uh, assist leader. Um, I've actually gone with a really different one. In my opinion, I have Bruno. Okay. Um, I think, in my opinion, um, obviously with the addition of like Hoyland, um, Rashford is being a menace mountain around him. He has like a bunch of players around him where like they can definitely score a bunch of goals. And Bruno's always at the end of like the you know not the end of the ball, but he's always mm-hmm. has the ball on his feet, always gonna be crossing, always gonna be assisting. Um so I like I won't be surprised if he's up there. I think he's gonna have a good season next season. Okay. Uh who do you have number two? De Bruyne. Okay. Easy. Yeah. I don't um... really have many Arsenal players in there because mainly with our attack it's like split up like like our, our highest like assister last season was Trossard he came in halfway through the season so it's it's usually split among amongst our players okay um so funny enough it's funny how you mentioned Trossard bro um I actually have him number one Trossard yeah I do I don't think he's, I don't think he has like, enough game time to be able to get there in my opinion. okay um but yeah I mean, I just think in terms of, like, how teams are going to be setting up against Arsenal, um, yeah. he's going to be very key, um, especially if he's coming off the bench, right? He, he's going to be that creative spark, right? And I think he's very, very efficient as well with his minutes. So, yeah. I mean, the fact that he came in in January and led your team in assists, to me, that's just like, okay, yeah, like, he's he, he's that guy, you know? Yeah. So. For me, that that's what I was thinking. Maybe I'm wrong, obviously, because you you watch them obviously more than I do. But mm. just from the outside looking in, like I just think he's a baller, bro, and I think he's gonna be very very key for you guys in the title race. So, um, yeah, I got Trussard as number one, and number two, I actually have uh, Kevin De Bruyne as well. So yeah. yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be close, but I think De Bruyne. I think his injuries are starting to catch up into uh, catch up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sad for me to say that because I think a fit De Bruyne, we easily win all the trophies, like all the trophies, like Club World Cup, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, like all, all the trophies. But yeah. without him, you saw without how, how we performed, you know, for most of the game, we we were we were, we did not look like I guess threatening at all. Like Holland didn't look like he was getting anything going. Um, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing about Man City. Um. Obviously, we can't replace a player like that, you know, like for like, not at all. But the fact that we just didn't look like we wanted to go forward at all, like Grealish was just looking, you know, once again, he's doing his little thing where he like, drags the ball, drags the ball, cuts it into his right, just plays the center mid. He does that every single time. Um, when the is not on the field, we need somebody to step up. Um, but, I mean, obviously, I'm hoping on De Bruyne to be healthy for at least three quarters of the season. So... Yeah, I have De Bruyne as number two as well. Um, and, yeah, player of the year. Um, who do you have? Player of the year, I have Saka. Wow. In my opinion, he's going he's gonna to have a crazy season next season. 
Um, I think he's gonna like I, again in my in my opinion. He, he's oh he's like the fourth most valuable player in the world. Um, obviously behind Holland, but um, again I rate Saka very highly. I think he just knows how to. No, he just knows how to ball really in the Premier League. Um, really like, really hard player to you know mark. He's such a he's so strong on the ball. Um, obviously that game against City, um, he wasn't the greatest. He had a couple moments. Um, but I mean, I mean again, he, he's he's such a great player on that wing. Obviously, I don't think he's gonna score as many goals as like you know, Salah or Holland. But he's gonna get he's gonna be racking up a lot of assists. He's gonna be a pivotal player in our team. Um. I feel like he'll reach like, and you know he's just gonna be a pivotal pivotal player. And you know, as much as I rate Odegaard, um, Saka is you know that that guy. You know, absolutely. And second, I have Holland. Okay. I can't really say anything about that. Right. I mean, yeah, we already talked about Golden Boot. So, um, yeah. I mean, I- I'll be honest. I have Holland as number one. Saka as number two. And I know we yeah. talked about him last last episode. Like I, I told you, like I think he's the best winger in the world. Um, and obviously we're talking about Salah being a perfect goal scorer, but the way that Liverpool plays, he's not really like a full, like a like a right winger strictly, like a Saka mm-hmm. is. You know, he like floats yeah. sometimes, plays center forward, sometimes he plays left wing. Like it's very very free flowing how Liverpool attacks. But um, yeah, in terms of wingers, like strictly wingers, like nah, Saka, he's cold, bro. Like he he's yeah. that guy, bro. Like. I remember, I mean, look, I know it's BS, uh, I guess, links and stuff like that. But I know people are saying that, oh, he's linked to Man City, this, any other. When I, th- I think when he didn't sign his contract or something like that. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, he's not coming to Man City. Like, he's literally Arsenal born and bred, bro. Like, he's if he leaves, it's to, like, a Real Madrid. So, like, you know, yeah. if Barca gets money, like a Barcelona. Like, that sort of team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, he's not going to Man City at all, bro. So, I, I mean, I wish he was on our team. <laughs> Easily, I wish he was in our team, but um, that wouldn't be fair for let alone Premier League. How about the world, bro? That's not fair at all. But yeah, um, yeah, I think it's gonna be very, very close. And I, I do agree with you. I think he's gonna carry Arsenal in different ways than people think. Um, mm-hmm. the one thing that I'm worried about him is that once again the running, um, because he kind of ghosted in the running, and that's mm-hmm. me being strictly honest. And I'm a big soccer fan as well. Um, but I found that to be very worrying, um, especially if he has, if he's going to have to have that, you know, that number seven, you know, like that, that big, that big role in the club, a uh, big role in the team, how Arteta plays. He needs to be there for all 38, at least 35, because Man City, they're very, very, you know, because like, like I said before, they go on these crazy runs and you need to be man for man for them when it comes to the running, yeah. because, because City can linger, you know, in, in, in the, in the whereabouts. But then just boom, win three points, three points, three points, three points, four nil, three nil, two one, one nil. Like it's crazy. Like, like I've never seen a team like that ever. Like except for like maybe Pep's Barca, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, once again, I'm expecting big years from both of them, um, especially from the ultimate team standpoint. I would love to get their informs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, bro. I mean, it's gonna be a fun season. Um. And I guess we can wrap it up there. Um, yeah. Any last thoughts? Um. Shit. Best of luck. Yeah, man. <laughs> Honestly, I think uh, we mean that in the most respectful and disrespectful ways. To be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready for the season to start. 
Um, can't, wait for, can't wait to wake up at 7.30 in the morning to watch Arsenal play against Nottingham. Bro, it's going uh, to be worth it, though, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. going to be refreshing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I miss it. Uh, I, need, I need to go to a Premier League game soon, man. I really do. Bro, seeing a game live would be sick. Exactly. But I know them tickets are like 200, 300 bucks. Yeah, right. But, hey, man, yeah. it's worth it, though, you know? Especially, like, it, the whole trip and everything, like, visiting London. I mean, obviously, in my, in my perspective, visiting Manchester. Um, mm-hmm. But, bro, like, that has to happen soon, bro. But for, for, for now, we have those uh, those mini uh, – I'm not sure if Arsenal has, like, a fan club in Philly – or or whatnot. We have a couple. We have a couple. I haven't been to any of them though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Same. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's gonna be a fun season. The kick it kicks off on Friday. Uh, Man City they take on Burnley, and I believe the game is at what time is it at? Three o'clock. Three o'clock on Friday. So I'm it's gonna be. be that. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, the prem is back. The prem is back, and the content is going to be free flowing. You know, you got the run in with the MLS. You got the, uh, yeah, the Premier League starting up, and it's going to be a lot. I mean, obviously, Champions League and all that's going to be progressing as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, you'll definitely see Andy back on here. Um, I mean, hopefully, it's going to be a weekly thing. You know, schedules permitting and everything like that. Yep. But, um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. All right, guys, appreciate it. Peace. All right.